Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Because it's always alive. It's quick and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. So we thank you for the power of your word being deposited in our hearts today. As I step back, I thank you for the Spirit of God stepping up so that he can minister the word of God into the people of God. And I pray now in Jesus' name that our minds will be receptive and our hearts will receive the incorruptible seed of your word. And I thank you in advance that our lives are going to change for the better. And for signs, miracles, and wonders to follow our lives as a result of your word. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Today I want to talk about keep doing good. Just look at your neighbor and tell them, keep doing good. There are times in life when we find ourselves tired ready to quit, or even second-guessing God, trying to determine when he's going to show up. It seems like we're in a space or a place where we've taken 10 steps forward, but it looks like we got knocked back 20 steps. So here's my question. What do you do when you're becoming weary in well-doing and doing what's right? So if you have your Bibles, I want you to find Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, this is going to be an encouraging word, an exhorting word, a preaching word. Galatians chapter 6, look in verse 9. I love this verse. It says, and let us not be weary in well-doing. Let's just stop there because there is a possibility. Look at your neighbor and say, there is a possibility. There is a possibility that the opportunity to become weary, tired, frustrating, or wanting to quit is going to present itself to your life in living color. Amen. Let us not be weary in doing well, which means that in the midst of doing good things, there is an opportunity that we may become weary. And, uh, you know, I, I love this opportunity because, you know, we're under construction now as a church. We're building our first facility. And, and uh, I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. You can never go wrong doing what's right. Just write that down. You can never go wrong doing what's right. Sometimes we forget. That doing right does not always have positive consequences, but doing what's right will always have a positive outcome. I'm going to say that again. 
Doing what's right does not always have or end up with, uh, will have positive consequences, but doing what's right will always have a positive outcome. In other words, sometimes when you do the right thing, it looks like while you're doing the right thing, the wrong things are happening. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They did the right thing. Touch your neighbor saying they did the right thing. They did the right thing. They did the right thing. They decided we will not bow down to any other God but the true God. And what happened to them? They got through in a fiery furnace. In other words, sometimes doing what's right has the potential of negative consequences. But it always, say always. It always has, watch this, a positive outcome. Because even though they got thrown in the fire, Jesus was in it in there with them. The king looked into that fiery furnace and said, wait a minute, didn't we only throw three people in there? He says, I see four. Why? Because Jesus has always promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So it doesn't matter where you are in your life and what's going on in your life. Jesus is right there whether you can feel him or not. Amen. Daniel and the lion's den. They told, they made a decree. They tricked the king and said, King, make a decree that can't nobody pray to no God. And Daniel used to pray three times a day. Daniel decided, I'm not going to stop praying to my God. Well, some negative consequences happened. What happened? They threw Daniel where? In the lion's den. Because sometimes doing what's right has negative consequences. But doing what's right will always have a positive outcome. What happened? Daniel was able to go to sleep, laid his head on the lion like it was a pillar. Amen. Well, our construction started. And as it began, things were looking good. And uh, as things kept going, I started getting some checks in my spirit. Something's not right. Things, something's not right. But I didn't have anything in the natural to go by. So I started checking on things. Touch your neighbor and say, he be checking on things. Started checking on things and noticed that the builder was not doing what was he supposed to be doing. When we pay the builder, the builder is supposed to pay the people who do the work. Well, he wasn't paying all the people that was doing the work. So, I have, we have to stop the money. Because the more you give them, the less that they give them. See, that's robbing Peter to pay Paul. But see, if you rob Peter to pay Paul long enough, somebody going to call the popo on you. Well, in this case, I was the popo. Shut that money down. And I tell you what, it took everything in me to stop the construction process. I didn't want to stop the construction process. I want a church. I don't want to stop the construction process because y'all going to go, what's going on with the construction process? But sometimes you can never go wrong doing what's right. And I knew that was the right thing to do. Shut that thing down. And right before we shut everything down, we had prepared the land to do the parking lot and the fire lane. Because you can't put the building up. You can't put the steel up until the fire department can come on the property just in case there's an emergency. So we prepared the ground, but we stopped right before it was time to put the parking lot down. And the preparation including putting lime on the ground. 
Now, you may not know what lime is, but just trust me, lime is just a substance that helps the ground make sure that when the parking lot and the cement goes down, it stays down and it's laid down properly. So we spent thousands of dollars because we have over 325, I think, parking spaces. So we laid that line down, and when everything stopped, the builders start talking. You're going to lose. You're not going to be able to put the parking lot down because you can't let the ground sit like that because the line starts to go away. The line starts to go away. And then the people that put the line down send emails. The line's going to go away. The line's going to go away. You need to get the line. You need to put something down. Now what they wanted is the money. Honey. I said, Lord, I know that doing what's right does not always have positive consequences, but it always have a positive outcome. And now here we are 90 days later. We're getting ready to start our parking lot this week. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Watch this. We tested the property, tested every part of the ground, and the lime is still in the ground. Everybody say, you can never go wrong doing what's right. Amen. It says, and let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, say due season. In due season, I love these three words, we shall reap. It didn't say we might reap. He said we shall reap. Those are the most three powerful words in that verse. Another way of saying it is, if you will outlast your weariness, you will be due a harvest. Now, I love the living Bible in Galatians 6, 9. Let me read it. It says this. And let us not get tired of doing what is right. For after a while, say after a while. After a while, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't get discouraged and give up. And many times, believers, we're in the midst of doing what's right. We're giving to God. We're serving in the kingdom. We're doing what's right on the job. Even though they're not doing us right, we're doing them right. We're loving our neighbor as ourselves. I mean, we are, we are, we are on the path of righteousness and then weariness starts coming. And here's the problem. Many times we get tired because we're measuring our performance when God is measuring our persistence. I'm going to say that again. Many times we get tired because we are measuring our performance while God is measuring our persistence. In other words, God is not looking at your your performance. He's looking at you getting up and being persistent. Proverbs 24, 16 says, for a just man falls seven times. Watch this though. But he gets back up seven times. The New Living Translation says this, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. Look at your neighbor and say, stop tripping. Just tell them, stop tripping. God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for persistence. He does not need perfection from you. Jesus has already done that. 
There is no way you can be perfect. So you know what he did? He sent a sacrifice that was perfect in your place. And when you accepted Christ Jesus, you became a perfect being in the eyes of God because he's not looking at you. He's looking at the Christ in you. So he's not looking for perfection. He's just looking for persistence. Galatians 6, 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap, watch this, if we do not faint. So here's the million-dollar question. What do you and I do to keep from being weary and keep from stopping from doing good? Well, look at verse 10. Watch this now on the screen. Verse 10 is wonderful. As we have therefore opportunity, say opportunity. As we have opportunity, let us do what? Do good. To who? To all. And then he preferences by saying, especially to those who go to your church. (laughs) That's my translation I put in there. He said, when you have an opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially to those who are of the household of faith. In other words, here's what I'm saying. The way that you stop from being weary is to keep doing good. You may be saying, Pastor, it's my doing good that's causing me to be weary. Not really. In reality, it's not your doing that's causing you to be weary. It's your enduring that's causing you to be weary. There's a difference. It's not your doing, it's your enduring. In other words, it's not what you are doing, it's how long you are having to do it. See, that's called endurance. Endurance means continuous, continual. And what happens is we begin to get weary because we have to continue to do good. Here's the problem with most of us. See, because if it's a one-time thing, we can do it. Hey, I done been to the gym once. I done been one time. But when you start talking about going to the, you know, the gym every day, Pastor Evan just going to pray for you because I ain't going. Here's the problem with most of us. Sometimes we want the reward of the promise without the pain of obedience. See, we want the reward of the promise that God gives, but we don't want to go through the pain of obedience to get there. Sometimes it hurts to do what's right. You know, it hurts to hold your tongue when you want to say something. It hurts to hold your hand when you want to slap fire from them. When I was growing up, I'm going to slap the fire out of you. I never figured that out till I got older. There's really firing people. Now the slap has the fire on it. That's what it is. Sometimes... We want the reward of the promise without the pain of obedience. In other words, no pain, no gain. I love the amplified of Hebrews chapter 11, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. This is what it says. For the time being, no discipline brings joy, but seems grievous and painful. But afterwards, after discipline takes place, 
It yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. A harvest of fruit which consists in righteousness in conformity to God's will in purpose, thought, and action. Resulting in right living and right standing with God. In other words, sometimes doing what's right is going to cost you some flesh. You know, obedience is like a barbecue grill. It'll burn the fat off your flesh. Some of us need to get on the barbecue grill. It's called in the Bible the potter's wheel. Because when you're on the potter's wheel, that's when God and you allow him to trim you up. See, some of us, we're not ready to be put on display yet. Because our pot has cracks. Our pot has nicks and cuts and, and uh, other material in it. And he's trying to shape us and mold us. And that's why, that's why it's so hard sometimes to do what's right. But just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not possible. Amen. So how do we keep doing good without getting tired in the process? Well... Because in Galatians 9, it says, we shall reap if we faint not. So we keep from giving up and getting tired. Watch this. When we put on some strength. See, just like you put some clothes on to come to church this morning, you have to put on strength. But watch this. Before you can put it on, you have to know where to get it. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. Turn your Bibles there or you can look on the screen because I love this verse. We talk about it all the time. But watch what that verse says. He says, I can do some things. A few things. How many things? I can do all things through who? Through Christ. Who what? Strengthens who? Strengthens me. In other words, that word is saying... That when I need some strength to do something, watch this, some strength that I don't have, all I have to do is access Christ who strengthened me. And you say, well, Pastor, I already have Christ. But my question is, have you been putting them on lately? See, you can have some jeans and never wear them. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about having Christ. I'm talking about acting like Christ. How many know you need some strength to do that right there? I love it in Galatians chapter 3 verse 27 because I'm going to show you now how to put Christ on. It says, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ. How many have been baptized into Christ? Amen. Watch this. Then it says, have put on Christ. You can be baptized in Christ but not put him on. Just like you can have some jeans in your closet and don't put them on. You might have him by way of the Holy Spirit. But you may not be acting like him because you have not chose to put on his ways. See, I have to put on Christ every day. Meaning that I know Christ in me, the hope of glory exists. But I have to yield myself now to respond like him. Because I may not always want to do that. Don't look at me like that. You don't always want to do it either. Well, that means every day. Say every day. 
every day you have to put him on. And I'm going to show you how to do it. And you say, see, I know it's not fashionable, correct, to wear the same thing every day. But it is spiritually fashionable to put on Christ every day. Amen. Colossians Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 says this. Because it gives us the key to walking in the ways of Christ or putting him on. It says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus, have associated yourself with him and learned of him. Watch this. So walk in him. Well, my question is, how did you and I initially receive Christ Jesus? Well, we had to hear the word. We had to believe the word. And then we had to confess the word. That's what the scripture says in Romans 10. If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe where? In your heart that God is raising from the dead, then you shall be saved. He's saying here in Colossians 2, 6, the way that you received Christ Jesus at the beginning, that's the way you got to keep walking in him. And some of us, we're not hearing, therefore we're not believing, therefore we're not confessing. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24 says this, and that you put on the new man. See, I told you, you got to put him on. Some of y'all walk out of the house naked every day. That's why people let it on your job. All they see is your flesh. That's why you cuss them out. Somebody gave the person, you know, you didn't gave your coworker the finger. They, that's all they got is an image of you giving them the finger. As you hear the word, confess the word, and then believe the word, you'll begin to shift from the natural over into the spiritual. See, here's how it works. When you hear the word, this is why it's so important to come and then hear. And don't let this be the last time. But listen, as you hear the word, what will happen is you'll start believing the word. And what helps you to believe, watch this, is by what you say. If Some people cannot remember their real age because they've been lying about it so long. You ever meet people like that? You're talking to him and you tell him your age and then he say, uh, I'm, I'm, baby, how old am I? You've been lying the whole time. You believed yourself. The problem is we don't confess the word. And so you'll hear voices that start to cause you to be weary. You'll hear things like, I'm tired. See, some of you all have been saying that this week. I'm tired. I'm weary. That's your outer man. Say outer man. That's your outer man trying to tell your inner man what to do and what to feel and what to believe. Watch this. But it's your inner man that has been equipped with eternal strength that is designed to outlast opposition. See, you don't understand. The inner man that's on the inside of you, that's the Christ that's inside of you. And listen, the Bible says, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. I have some dead overcoming life and power in me. So do you. But when you allow your flesh to talk yourself out and say, well, I just, I'm just not feeling good right now. Why can't you just say... I can, come on, say that with me, say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me regardless of how I feel. 
Now see, some of you all need to just say that the rest of the week. It's your inner man that has been equipped with eternal strength. And it's designed to outlast opposition. Ephesians 4.24 says this, And that you put on the new man. Look at your neighbor and say, He told you you got to put it on. How do you put it on? You put it on by hearing. You put it on by believing. You put it on by confessing. Put on the new man. Watch this. Here's the three key words. Which is after God. The new man inside of you is the God inside of you. Oh, so you're telling me that God gets tired. Oh, you're telling me that God gets weary. Oh, you're telling me that God gets frustrated. Look at your name and say the devil is a lie. I love Isaiah 40, 28. This is what it says. Have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary? He gives power to the faint and to those who do not have any uh, any might. He increases their strength. Verse 30 says, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. God does not get tired. So why are you? It's because you haven't shifted from the flesh to the spirit. Everybody say shift. See, you got to shift. And listen, while you're shifting, you're still doing good. I said, while you're shifting, you're still doing good. You don't sit down and say, well, I just, I'm going to wait till I feel it. Lord, I'm tired. So when I get, when I feel the strength, every time I feel the spirit, what if you don't feel it? See, faith says, I ain't got to feel it. Faith says, I'm going to do it, and if I feel it, that's good, and if I don't, it don't matter. Because let me tell you what happened. What happens? When you shift by opening up your mouth, and see, follow me on Twitter. If you don't follow me, follow me. I, I, I put one out there this week. I was reading a, a verse. I go through the Proverbs every day. Just, you know, if you want to have a decent devotional, just go and whatever day it is, go read that proverb. And one of the Proverbs just said, a man shall have good by the words of his mouth. I said, man, that's powerful. That means if what I'm experiencing is not good, maybe it's because my mouth attracted it. A man shall have good by the words of his mouth. Amen. So you begin to shift. So you change. Watch this. You change your, your, your talking. And as you change your talking, you need to change your walking. Okay, because if, you ain't, if you're talking it, it ain't walking, it ain't nobody going to believe you. So as you begin to shift and you change your talking, that's your confession. You don't get up in the morning and say, I'm tired. Ever since last week, I love Pastor Scott's message. I wake up every morning, Father, I give you control. I give you control of my mind, my mouth, my thinking, my body, my spirit, everything about me, God, I give you control now. Now my flesh can't be like, well, I guess I'm going to rule the day. No, buddy, you dead now. God's got control. Ain't no cussing nobody out today, Pastor Evan. You know, I, I, I don't. If if I were to cuss, I don't even know if it would sound right now. You know, how you hear people that cuss, but they don't really know how to do it. 
How many know what I'm talking about? Don't even sound right. No, no, listen. I was talking to somebody this week. See, once you, once you get out, once you've crossed the line and said, I'm not just going to be a believer. I'm going to walk like a believer. Once you step over that line, your life changes. And I was talking to somebody this week. I said, you know what? Uh, there was somebody I know that did some drugs. And I said, when you haven't done drugs in a long time, I'm not talking about light drugs like Tylenol. Okay? I'm talking about, you know, those main drugs like crack. Why do you think they name it crack? I mean, what do you think of crack when you hear crack? All kind of things you can think of when you hear crack. I think of a whip cracking, you know. But you, you, if you ain't been on drugs in a long time, you try some crack. I'm going to tell you something. You might not come back. And I said, boy, if something like that, man, I would go so high I couldn't get down. They'd be like, Pastor Abby, come down. I don't know how to do it. Help me. He said, they that wait. And I love the word wait because it don't just mean to stand still. One of the versions in the New Testament, I believe, under wait, it means to twist yourself together. In other words, while I'm waiting, I'm engaging, I'm doing, I'm... See, because once you stop doing good, you now begin another seed process. See, life is about seed, time, and harvest. You may not think it is, but everything you do is about seed, time, and harvest. It's not just, listen, I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about your life. If you sow enough negative seeds with your mouth, you let some time go by, you're going to reap a harvest. So you might as well turn the words around. Years ago, everybody say years ago. Years ago, I was in this class called quantitative, no, statistics and quantitative analysis. I couldn't even spell all of that sitting in the class. Then we had a foreigner speaking it, uh, teaching it, and I couldn't quite understand him all the way. So I'm at a double disadvantage. I'm not that good on those quantitative and analysis situations. And he's not speaking clear English. And it's three of us sitting on the row, and one of them is now a girl named Marla. And Marla says, I'm going to flunk this class. Well, I'm a believer. I, even though I know I might struggle a little bit, I might have to get a little tutoring here, a little tutoring there, tutoring here, tutoring here, tutoring everywhere. I'm not going to say I'm going to flunk the class. That girl said, I'm going to flunk this class. And I said to myself, you go ahead and flunk. She flunked that class. But see, here's the thing. Her mouth is what made her flunk. Because Marla, because that was her business, was her major, she had to pass the class. So she took it again the next semester and passed. Whether she could pass it the second time, she could pass it the first time. Why did she pass it the first time? Because she said she couldn't. Amen. He said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So what you have to do is take that same tongue that God saved you with, 
and you got saved in Christ Jesus, take that same tongue and begin to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Another one of my favorite verses is Proverbs eleven twenty five. This is what it says. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall himself be watered. The NIV version says, a generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. I'm closing right here. When we first started Word of Truth Family Church, it was a lot to do. Couldn't pay nobody to do it. Didn't have no money to pay nobody to do it. You have to do it. And so Pastor Abin was working hard. I mean, I mean, it was three of us on staff. We were all working hard. And uh, I was averaging 7,000 minutes on my cell phone every month. That is, if you don't know, that's 29 hours a week. That's not including teaching, preaching, training, visiting, writing, planning, structuring. I'm just, I'm 29 hours a week on my cell phone. And boy, I tell you what, the flesh started looking. Because remember now, we're looking at one thing and God is looking at another one. And my flesh started trying to get tired on me. Do you really want to do this? You really want to just keep doing this? How do you know this is going to work? Now, see, you, that's why you have to always go back to what God told you. So I always went. Because I'll never doubt if I'm supposed to do it because I wouldn't have started if I didn't believe I was supposed to. And so, you know, and so I, I mean, I was just giving and giving and sowing. And when I say sowing, I'm talking about sowing into people's lives, blessing people. I mean, all the baptism, whatever you name, baptism, uh, new membership, everything, we did it all. Praise and worship practice was at our house. I mean, the office was at our house till my homeowner association kicked us out. Everything was, I mean, and I felt my candle being burned from both ends. You ever felt that before? And so I begin, I'll, I'll never forget, I begin to confess that verse. I said, Father, your word says that he who waters others shall himself be watered. He who refreshes others shall himself be refreshed. And I'll never forget, one of the members gave me a greeting card with that verse in there. So watch this now, because I, how do you put on Christ? You put him on with your mouth. You put on his ways. He's already, you, he's already in you, but you put his ways on. I started confessing, Father, I thank you that I'm not going to get weary and well-doing. I'm going to water others, and then I'm going to be refreshed. I just kept saying that verse, kept saying that verse, kept saying it, and it seemed like when I kept saying it, stuff started going backwards. i never forget, I had to fire somebody. You know, it was three of us when we started. I had to fire one. It wasn't my wife. She hasn't been fired yet, but this other person I had to fire him. I had to fire him. I had to fire him like Donald Trump. You're fired. Man, that was not a good day for me. When I was growing up, they had a song called, It was a sad day when Toby went away. I don't know who Toby was, but it was a sad day. It was a sad day when Pastor Edmund had to fire that person. That person was my friend. That person was my golf partner. I ain't played golf since that was 10 years ago. It was a sad day. But I kept confessing that word. And I'll never forget the day that I had to fire the person. I went home and it was on a Monday. And back then, say back then, back then I used to call all the visitors myself. 
And my wife, she saw I was down. She said, babe, why don't you call the visitors? They always say good stuff. I said, I don't want to call the visitors because you know how you are when you're in a funk. The whole funk. Nothing but the funk. Right? <laughs> the little parliament in there, right? I didn't want to say, I don't want to call the visitors. So I went to our bedroom, got in, laid in the bed, took my shoes off, cut on the TV to watch some. My and I'm the man. <laughs> I'm watching Martin. I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying, I'm just trying not to be sad. But he who refreshes others shall himself be refreshed. I get a call from one of the members. Pastor, I'm going out of town. I want to drop my tithe and offering off at the house. I said, you don't have to do that. I said, you can just bring give it when you come back. Oh, no, I'm not leaving with God's money. I wish all the members was like that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, I had a kitchen. You know, you got to punch sometime in a mess, right? So I was, I really, because I didn't want him to talk to him. I was sad. And I literally tried to talk them out of come. No, 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 Pastor, I'm coming. I'm just going to drop it off and just leave. I, I said, okay, come on, come on by. I'm in the bed watching. My end, I'm the man. <laughs> the doorbell rings. The member comes in. My wife comes to give me, hey, babe, so-and-so's here. I come out. And you know, you have to put on your pastor face. Can't walk in there sad now. They need to see you in faith. Gay, how you doing? The Lord is good, ain't he? Thank you so much for dropping your tithe and offering off. This is some of y'all saying, that's fake. No, that's putting on that new man. You got to put him on. So I greeted him. They gave me their tithe and offering. Then they gave two greeting cards. That was weird. So they left. I sat them all down on the, on the desk, went back in the room, lay back in the bed to watch. My end, I'm the man. <laughs> so I'm watching Martin. The Lord says, go in there and read that card. You need that card. I go and read the card, and it almost made me cry. I mean, it was a great card. And the card had a check in it. I'm like, huh. And the check was turned over so I couldn't see the face. So I turned the check over. And the check was for $10,000. I, I didn't think it was the right amount of zeros. I took the, to, to my wife. I said, babe, how many zeros is that? She said, babe, that's $10,000. Oh, I started feeling good right there. I started feeling good. Then I noticed a card was there with my wife's name on I said, babe, I think you need to open that card right now. Open that card right now. She opened that card up. Nice, beautiful blessing in the card. And there was a check in the card. The check was for $10,000. How many know I got over firing that person real fast? What am I saying? There is a harvest waiting with your name on it if you don't stop doing what's good. Give the Lord a hand clap right there. Give the Lord a hand clap. And I believe some of you are in a season of weariness and you're thinking about quitting. 
And I hear, say, I hear God saying, don't do it. A harvest is coming. Don't do it. My strength is coming. Don't do it. Help is on the way. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If that's you, say, Pastor Evan, boy, I, man, I, seems like I've been from fight to fight, from situation to situation, from obstacle to obstacle, and whoo, I'm finding myself on the weary side of things. Would you pray for me? Would you just raise your hand? I'm not going to ask you to stand up or anything, but I just want to pray for those because this is the message for the hour for you. If that's you, raise your hand right there and say, Pastor Evan, there's some weariness coming. And I don't want to give in to it. Father, thank you for those whose hands are raised. That today is their day of strength. You said you give strength to those who need it. And so we're going to ask right now for the empowerment of the Spirit of God to provide us the strength that we need in Christ Jesus. I want you right there at your seat, just begin to ask the Lord for supernatural strength. Just ask Him right there. Say, Father, I'm running out of my strength, but your strength is what really counts. And Father, I pray for those who have their hands raised up that the season of weariness stops now. And Lord, I declare an infusion of spiritual power in their lives. And I thank you that as they continue to do what is good, as they continue to do what is right, they will see supernatural power flowing in their lives. And most of all, the harvest that already has their name on it, which is exceeding and abundantly above all they could ask or think, has already been scheduled and released. And I thank you for it now in the mighty name of Jesus. Here's my question with every head still bowed. If you died today, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? Because if you're not, I want to pray for you. I believe God puts in everybody's heart the desire.